What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Travel, life, and fun. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. You're listening to the Life Adventurous Podcast. Presented by Say What Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Life Adventurous Podcast. I'm Jenny Hala, your host, and we are in the heart chakra as part of the chakra series right in the middle of the body, and we have our final guest to really bring the heart chakra home. Her name is Martine Felton. She's a writer, self-published author, and intuitive life coach who's passionate about the relationships that we have with ourselves through healing our shadows, adopting self-love mindset, and practicing self-care that has you and, and makes you feel more like your true self. So Martine, welcome to the show. Tell a little Hi. bit more about who you are and what you do, and you have to tell something fun about yourself. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, well, you already know my name. I'm Martine Felton, and um, I love to write. I've been writing since I was young, and currently I'm an intuitive life coach. I building up my developing my mediumship abilities yeah that's those are coming in did I mention that I was a coach as well I'm a new coach oh cool (laughs) yes yes so just recently and I recently released a book called you love and you learn which is a teaching memoir I'm a mom I'm a wife I live in New York and yeah something fun I mean I know that was fun but I'm gonna push you into something more fun something fun oh I love art I like to paint I do I love to art journal Mm -hmm. yeah so what's art journaling is it like an intuitive art type of thing it can be I love I um collaging oh like um specifically my journal is filled with collages I cut magazines and put the pictures together and sometimes they tell a story sometimes they don't like I literally will rip anything out and put it in my collage and put it together. Oh, I love that. That sounds really cool because what I love about it is it gives like a model of possibility for someone who maybe thought they wanted to do that, but didn't know Mm -hmm. that it was a thing, (laughs) you know? I didn't know it was a thing either, but I always loved to collage. Like I have a hundred vision boards, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I used to just love to do that until... I came across some YouTube videos where it was titled art journaling. And I was like, art journaling, what the heck is that? And I was like, hey, I do this, but not in a journal, like not in a book. It would Mm -hmm. just be like random pieces of paper. And so then I decided, I was like, oh, I can, I'm just going to buy a journal, a book and actually do this and turn this into, you know, and document this. Yes, I love it. Turn it into a piece of art. Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite question because we always learn something fun about you guys, you know, that you weren't maybe expecting yeah. to think about or talk about. But it also what's what's amazing because 
you know, the listeners know I'm here on Zoom, even though you can't see, it's it's fun to watch your mm-hmm. your eyes and your, you know, everything light up about you when you talk about mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's just so magical. Thank you. So let's get into, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I said I didn't know that I was smiling like this when I was when I talk about it. That's so funny. Yeah, girl, you were That's lit so up. Funny. Like you were just like, <laughs> you, your whole, like everything was like, oh, and you know, too, it'll be fun to listen back and listen to see if we like can tell like even any, like from yeah. an energetic standpoint, I'm sure we can, the listeners can hear or sense like, oh my gosh, she just got lighter and like, whoa, <laughs> so excited. Um, That's cool. It is super fun. So let's get into the heart chakra. Like what does the heart chakra mean to you? How does it tie into your work? The heart chakra means a lot to me because like I mentioned to you before, I, in my opinion, it's like the motor of all the other chakras. And I know from personal experience, I had to do a lot of, and still doing a lot of heart chakra work in, you know, when I started my awakening a few years ago, and I didn't know anything about the chakra system, nothing. Like I started from scratch. I didn't know zilch about anything and started learning about the chakra system and started realizing how, especially with the heart chakra, how it really affects you, affects your emotions, affects how you take things in and, and you take how you take things in, but also how you, you give you know, like you give love or you, you know what I mean? So it's really important because I feel like it's the connector to all the other, the lower chakras and the upper chakras. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's important to my work, like my spiritual work, connecting with spirit because your heart really needs to be open in order to connect with spirit. And when I read my cards. Mm. So talk a little bit more about that because I don't think I've heard that yet throughout the whole Mm -hmm series so far, like talk a little bit about why it needs to be open in order to connect. Because your spirit guides and your angels, it's all, they're all love. They're all here to guide us. You know what I mean? So we're all, our heart chakras need to be open for them in order for us to receive the guidance that they're giving us. Because if we have certain blockages, there's no way we're going to get the messages there's no way that we're going to get the little intuitive nudges. We're not going to understand if your heart is closed, if your heart is closed. Right. Mm-hmm. So it has to be open. You have to kind of like be on <laughs> in order to see the synchronicities and to know that two nights ago, I asked my guide the question and now I'm getting the answer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And they'll mm-hmm. send you the answer in such a way that, you wouldn't even, someone else would not even catch it Mm -hmm. because they're not as open as you are. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. And I love the way you explain that because I feel like people who are new on their journey with the chakras or new on their journey with Mm -hmm. intuition don't always understand or stay open, right? Like we're in a microwave society, like, oh, I'm going to ask, I want this answer. I didn't get it okay, well, it doesn't work, you know, or whatever yes. that is. Yes. I, that used to, that used to be me. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I asked and now I'm going to go to sleep because <laughs> nobody said anything. Right. So with this, with the love, right. With connecting and being open, one of the things you talked about in the intake form is the frequency of love. Right. Will you speak a little bit more to that and how you work with the frequency of love or 
whatever. I don't even well, know what to ask. The frequency of love, the, the highest frequency is love, in my opinion. And personally, for me, I like to do things that keep my frequency high so that I'm always open to spirit. So I do things like the art. You know, I do things like write. I do things like go outside and run around in the the playground with my kids because all of that raises your frequency and like opens you up. Hanging out with kids, especially. Sorry for the background noise. It's all right. She's in New York, guys. Happens. Hanging out with kids, especially, will open your what will open you up. Will open up your heart. So yeah, the frequency of love is really important because that's like for for me the highest frequency there is yeah is love yeah no it makes sense because you know the way I also heard what you just shared there it's like getting in that playful energy right mm-hmm. and and one thing mm-hmm. that I have a corporate background and so a lot of what I did because I was like the compliant corporate employee I was always wanted to do everything by the book and so mm-hmm. and, and also because I'm an a-type entrepreneur it was about control and it was about all of that and yeah. you know I've always been fun by nature, but I noticed that things got a little tougher for me. The more control I wanted to have, like the harder I gripped onto life, the more I wanted the results, you know, the less they flowed. So what I heard was just that childlike, playful energy. That's me too. I guess I'm a type A entrepreneur too, because the more I got serious about this and I still have my corporate job which I'm dying <laughs> to leave. Yeah. But the more I got serious about my writing, coaching, my intuitiveness, it's like I it kind of like drove me the need the the desire to leave corporate America is like kind of driving me to like oh I have to do the podcast my podcast this way and I have to make sure that this is perfect in my book and you know what I mean and I have to make sure to connect when I'm giving someone a reading and you know what I mean? And then I'm like, you have to keep it fun, Martine. You have to stay fun. You have to do things that don't have a deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just do it just to do it. And it not be work. Yes. Yes. And just even keep that balance. Right. It's like asking that question, like, how can this be more playful? How can this be more fun? Because mm-hmm. some of the work that we do can be still Absolutely. fun. But it also can Mm -hmm. just be work, right? Because that's still like, Mm -hmm. there's still work. There's still shit that needs to be done, you know, that we have to work on. But, you know, one of the things that, like, as we're talking about this, right, this like transition even from corporate into an entrepreneur and this journey into the heart chakra is also exploring like what other people think about you and how other people respond to you. So Mm-hmm. how do you stop or even tell a little bit about your journey about how you stopped caring what others think or how you would help people do that or both? I had to really, I mean, sometimes I go in and out of caring what people think, mm-hmm. but most of the time I don't, I'm still, I have to be honest, I'm still working on that. And my husband helps me out with that a lot because he's like, who gives a shit what they think, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I had to, you know, as I'm going, like, I'm realizing that I, you know, that I have these gifts, and I'm putting out such a personal book, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, I just want to make sure that this is okay with you, like, people are going to be reading, like, my past relationships, and he knows everything Mm -hmm. about, like, he 
he read the book before I even put it out. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I don't, he was like, I don't care what people think you're good. And you know what I mean? So I'm like, I just have to check in with you as long as I know my family, my husband and my kids are okay with what I'm doing, then everyone else can kick rocks. Because, yeah. And that's what he was like, you shouldn't care what anyone thinks because they, you know, they don't pay your bills. They, mm-hmm. they don't, you know, they don't provide for you. It's just about, it's us here. Mm-hmm. And when I started putting out that posting about my book on social media to like friends and family or started posting about being an intuitive and all of this spiritual stuff, I did get the side eye from friends, like, what's going on with you? You know, like, what's happening? And I I know I sounded a little woo-woo to them, but it is what it is. And at the end of the day, everyone is on their own path. I'm on my journey. You're on yours. She's on hers. And, and that's how I look at it. And that's what I keep telling myself. Everyone's journey is different. So we're going to experience different things at different times. Mm -hmm. And what may is what's for me may not be for someone else. Yeah. And that's a powerful journey to be on this journey of like owning your worth and standing in your worth and standing in your power, Mm -hmm. especially when you do something. I, I don't know this, this has kind of been like on my, on my mind today. It's just, it's like living on the edge, living on the fringe yeah. of society or norms or whatever. I was just talking yes. to my accountant and my, we're getting ready by the time this goes live, we're going to be just about ready to go on this nomad trip where we're selling everything and we're going, uh, just kind of exploring around the country and outside the country, okay. whatever opens up. But like people don't really do that. People don't sell all their stuff and just go right. Like, that's they already. used to. Really? They used to. I I know I when I lived in Miami, I met a girl who um her and her boyfriend were doing that. She was in Miami for about six months, living in like a boarding place or whatever, just really mm-hmm. and they would be in a city, you know, um work, save up their money to travel on. And yeah, and that was back in the nineties. And I met a couple of people. That was in Miami though. Okay. Probably depends on the city, right? Like where you get more transient people. Yes. You get more transient people. Yes. Because I I brought that up because it's like a a lot of stuff I've done has always been kind of like outside the the norm of what's expected, I guess. You know, this Mm -hmm. like idea, you know, just like you said, you know, you're stepping into your gifts and you're claiming them and people are kind of side eyeing you. Like I've gotten Mm -hmm. that my whole life. With, uh, to me, I feel like everything I've done has been pretty like normal, but apparently like leaving your home state and moving to Florida is very abnormal when you're from Ohio, right? And then it just becomes this thing because everybody's like, what, how are you going to do it? How are you going to pay for things? Or, you know, when I just yeah. up and go or when I do these, like what feels like really crazy things to others, just like this, like people view what you did as crazy or whatever. And I'm just using mm-hmm. that as my term. I'm not saying that's how they felt, but just like, I don't know. I just that this idea of leaning into who you are yeah, and just embracing it because I feel like too, the more you embrace it, the less, the less that people can say, or if they say it, it hits you in a different way. Right. Because you yeah. just and own it's it. about being, it's, you have to be brave. It takes courage. It mm-hmm. takes heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, yeah. 
do that. And part of what I really want to focus on in my coaching is to, to help, you know, people like us, men and women, but mostly women to learn how to live outside the box mm-hmm. that we were taught to live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like live outside your box a little bit, like put a foot out a little bit yes. and, you know, and open, there's like a whole world out there. Just put your, just step one foot outside of the box. Yes. You know, I, I love it. And that so takes much. bravery. Yes. I love it, it so much. I'm bravery. so excited. I'm like, yes, go do it. Like do, you're doing <laughs> it. Like go do it. I'm so excited because I totally resonate with that. I've always just watched people go through the motions you know, and not really mm-hmm. step in. And, you know, there's this, there's a big difference between just doing life compared to like experiencing yeah. life, being present yes. in life. And even like what we're talking about living from the heart chakra. So mm-hmm. one of the things that you specialize in is self-love. Yes. And so That's with something. self-love mindset, self-care practices, I want, I want you to talk a little bit about, cause I feel like self-care kind of has gotten thrown a little bit in the dumpster because it's a term that's been overused. It's super important, but I think people are like, oh, self-care, take a bath, you know. So <laughs> no, like, it's more than yeah, that. Yeah, so t- like talk a little bit about that. I feel like the, the self-love and self-care, like people kind of use those interchangeably. And for me, they're really different. Self-love is a mindset. Self-care is the actual practice the practices that you do you know what I mean like taking a what what like what did you say taking a bath yeah, like one, a, one of yeah. those spiritual mm-hmm. cleansing baths or something putting a whole bunch of flowers in the bathtub or something that you see on Instagram but you know self for me self-care is writing journaling getting up early before everyone gets up to meditate working out anything that makes me feel good. Anything that makes my heart sing is self-care for me. It could be something as minor as painting my nails, you know what I mean? Or with my headphones on and blocking everybody out. Or, you know, it could be as something as going out and buying myself something pretty. So I think the, yeah, the self-love is the, is the mindset, but the self-care is the actual doing of the thing. So give some examples yeah. for the self-love mindset. How can we get to that place of self-love? Is really setting boundaries. And if you're a real sensitive person like I am, it, I had to learn being an unaware empath for so long. And when I did become aware, I had to re- I realized that I can't take on other people's shit. You know, I like I had to set boundaries. I could listen and I was always that person that people came to and kind of like dump their stuff on. And then I would literally would absorb it and feel bad and feel like what they, like they would dump it on me and then they'd walk away and be feeling great. And then I would be feeling horrible. Mm-hmm. So some, you have to set boundaries and know when to walk away from things that are not for you, you know? and choose yourself and it's not to be selfish but if you're not in a good space if you can't hold space for yourself then 
you can't do anything for anyone else. You know, it's like if I was like for my kids, you know, they need I need to be in a in a space where I'm good. I'm happy. So that way I can take care of them because mm-hmm. if it's not, then they're not going to be happy. So, you know, that mindset is really all about knowing how to take care of yourself and knowing how to put yourself first, walking away from things that don't serve you, knowing when to do that. Yeah, no. And even like you said, like the boundaries with the example you gave about like someone coming to you and dumping all their stuff and having boundaries. Mm-hmm. So when you handle something like that, if if that happens, do you say no, don't dump your stuff? Or do you have a process to clear that energy? Like what does the boundaries mean around a scenario like that? A scenario like that, I it's internal. It's mm-hmm. for me, you know, because I'm never going to say to a, like a friend or a client, no, don't, don't. I'm not here for it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I do. Like people talk to me. So, but I, it's an internal process for me where I say to myself, or, you know, like, this is not my stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's separate facts, you know, their facts, their truth from my emotions. You know what I mean? So that I, try to do that as much as possible. Like I'll sit and I'll listen and I'll be like, okay, that's her stuff. It's not, even when I start feeling really bad, I'm like, okay, that's not mine. That's Mm -hmm. hers. Okay. Don't walk away with it, with her stuff. And then do you do any breath work to help move it? Yeah, I do do the breath work, probably not then and there, but I do do the breath work. I do showers are really cleansing for me and exercising, working out. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That really clears my energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you said that because a lot of people don't integrate those simple self-care practices like shower, like moving their body. Mm-hmm. They're so simple. Yes. And I think because people get caught up on what does it, what counts, what doesn't count. And the mm-hmm. whole IG life, right? Like, what do you yeah. see that's all dolled up? And look, those things are nice too, right? You can go yes. do the bath with all the flowers and stuff, but like, that's not the only mm-hmm. way. That's not the only way. That's how practical is that? <laughs> right. I mean, and too, some people don't even like baths. Like, that's not their thing. They're like, bath, that sounds yeah. freaking horrible. No, I'm not interested <laughs> in that. So I want to hear a little bit more about your book. So your book, You Love, You Learn. It's a memoir. Mm-hmm. Just talk yeah. me through the journey of writing the book. What's in the book? Like, maybe even if you're, if you are willing to share a story from the book. Sure. 
It all started from journal entries because I have a stack of journals from 15 years ago that I've kept all of them. And so I wrote everything down about my relationships, what I was going through and the highs and the lows of all the relationships I was in. And so I decided I was like, there's something here, like my experiences, I don't know, just one day I just got a download, like use this stuff for a book. So then I, I, and my journals were in storage. They weren't even here with me. Mm-hmm. And I went to the storage <laughs> and I was on a mission because I got this download. I got this information. I have to use, I have to find them. And I unboxed everything. Cause of course our boxes are not labeled. So, <laughs> and I found those journals and I, and then I started reading them and I was like, wow, I was so screwed up. And I, and I was like, this could really help other women who, you know, cause we've all been through, you know, kind of toxic relationships. Like I was really the people pleaser type of girlfriend. Like if you d- wanted to do this, then I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? I, I would insert myself into my boyfriend's life, not even thinking about what I liked mm-hmm. or what I wanted to do because I was so focused on just being in a relationship I didn't think about myself what I really wanted so anyway I put together the journal entries a few relationships and my and my ex-husband is thrown in there too changed the names (laughs) and highlighted different stories about how you know I wasn't honoring myself in certain relationships in certain respects and ask questions like, what did I learn from this experience? How could I done, have done things differently? You know, why was this connection so toxic? So I asked those certain questions in the book as well. So that's where the lessons come in, mm-hmm. where I'm sharing what I learned with the reader. So as a reader, will I also be, you know, interacting with like the journal prompts or am I just learning through the lessons or is it a combination of both? It's a combination of both. The journal prompts are for the reader. Like I didn't, I didn't put any lined spaces in the book. So, you know, you can take the journal prompt and like throw it in your own journal and mm-hmm. go to town with it. Yeah. So at the, their, their affirmations and journal prompts. Yeah. It sounds like the book is a great heart chakra opening for those. It, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is because that was really for me, that was a chakra where I really needed the work, even though as being sensitive and empathic, you would think that your heart chakra would automatically be open, but not necessarily so because I've experienced so much, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. different experiences that had me and, and people are like, but you're happily married. So why would you write this book? And I'm like, well, it has not one thing doesn't have anything to do with the other. Yeah, I'm happily married. But these lessons are what got me to be happily married and not, you know, take anybody's shit anymore. Yeah, yeah, I love it. (laughs) So, I mean, if I didn't go through these things, then I wouldn't be here, Mm -hmm. even on your show, talking about it, you know, writing a book, talking about it on my podcast. So, yeah. And, you know, then I had to realize that this was my journey. 
you know, people were like, well, why, you know, again, like, why would you write about something so personal? Because it, I feel like it, it would help people. Yeah. Yeah. I think what, what you're going there, what we talked about earlier <laughs> about, you know, owning your shit and really protecting yourself or like not caring what other people think is, mm -hmm. is when those like what could per be perceived as digs come in yes it's how yes. you respond to them and your energy and even like you said getting in that frequency of love in your heart to respond from your heart mm -hmm. in a place of like centered and ground groundedness yes absolutely like cool thing absolutely <laughs> i don't need your negativity but i'm going to answer this with grace and ease <laughs> yes yes it's not always easy because <laughs> yeah. sometimes I have to take a beat. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, you know, there, there was a time, I mean, that this example comes up for me is there was a time when I was in my early twenties and I decided I didn't want kids. And I started telling mm -hmm. people, you know, when, when we came up in conversation, like, oh yeah, you know, I, I don't want kids because at that time, you know, I was dating. It was a common question all the time. Yes. And yes. I would be like, no, I don't want them. And the responses I would get, what would be mirrored back to me was like, oh, well, you know, you never know. You'll want them one day or, oh, I can't believe you don't want them. Are you sure? Like people would always be questioning back. And I realized that mm -hmm. I hadn't fully stepped into the decision, which is why I was getting so many mirrored like questions back to me. And then once okay. I stepped into the decision, I didn't get as many like, or the way I received them, I might've got questions, but I didn't receive them as like questioning my, my, yeah. my decision. Right. Like, cause you were firm, you were firm and and like, on yeah, your square and I don't, and it just rolled off and end the conversation. There's mm -hmm. nothing to entertain. No, I don't want kids. Yeah. One day I may mm -hmm. want them. And if I want them, I'll, I'll have them, but I don't want them. Like it was a much different right. like energy to where there was no conversation End of story. Yeah. You know, someone just asked me yes. recently, like, oh, well, why would you want to go on this trip? And I was like, why not? Like, I don't need to entertain your your mm -hmm. doubts about why I should or shouldn't go on this vagabond, this nomad trip that we're doing. It's just like, right. why not? <laughs> why not? And I say that with love because it's just If you example. have the opportunity to, yeah, you have the opportunity to. Right. But had I been like unsure about it, I might've got defensive, you know, oh, I don't know. Is she questioning or is he questioning or are they questioning? my stance. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like it creates this defense mechanism, which then again, you're not operating from that space of love in the heart. Yes, that is very, very true. So one thing mm. that you mentioned is that you do, you help people heal shadows. Yes. So explain because a little I bit think, about what that means. Yeah. I think that we operate on past traumas. You know, I hate to say it, but every, how, how we move now how we move as adults, it always has everything to do with what we experienced as children. And a lot of experience were great, but a lot of experience were not so great. And I think that a lot of our limiting beliefs come from, you know, our childhood or past relationship or horrible teachers or horrible parents, you know, stuff like that. And those a lot of those things the limiting beliefs I believe uh, you know are shadow aspects of ourselves and I think that once we heal our shadows then we can like step more into our, the, the you know our light side you know and not saying that we need to transcend the shadow and like get rid of your shadow because you need your shadow because your shadow is kind of a little bit like a, a defense mechanism when you need it 
but also knowing knowing the difference you know what i mean and kind of addressing your past traumas so that you can be a better and lighter person and you have a lighter energy mm-hmm. i really believe that do you feel like we are able to easily identify our shadows some people can but some people really don't see it <laughs> like stubborn people who are not into personal development and spiritual development they don't see their shadow side at all they just know themselves as this want this way this is who i am and all the effed up things I do has nothing to do with anything. This is just who I am. Mm, right? yes. And they're not budging. Yes, I get it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's a tough nut to crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that, like a person like that, or you'd I have to spend a lot more time showing them receipts in a way and, you know, talking to them about the differences of their shadows and their light side and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then for those of us who are not as tough of a nut to crack, how do you feel that that work goes for them? I feel like it goes a little, a little bit easier, but we don't always see ourselves in that moment. And it takes someone from an outside perspective or, or an out, uh, you know, an outside situation to, or to look at yourself in, in another perspective and say, huh, I did do that. I did behave that way. I don't know if you're familiar with Eckhart Tolle, Mm -hmm. The New Earth, his book, and he talks about the pain body. That's, that's to me, that that's another word for the shadow, Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, when we get triggered and stuff and, you know, we start bringing up, start like. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If we get triggered by something that from our past or something traumatic and, you know, all that, what he calls pain body starts coming up for me, that's, that's the shadow. Mm -hmm. So when you're working on that shadow work, okay. So Mm -hmm. like in my head, I can hear resistance. What about resistance? Cause you know, that people are resisting in some cases. Yes. People are resisting. That is part of our human side is to resist. A lot of times I try to get people to kind of see and when you start to see yourself as more of a spiritual being, more so than anything, then I think you get less resistance. Once you start realizing that we're all here for a certain reason, we all incarnated here for a certain reason, I feel like that perspective helps helps push you along to be more open to a lot of the spiritual concepts that, you know, that I, uh, uh, me and a lot of other coaches and spiritual people talk about. Mm-hmm. How would you deal with, like, how, is there like certain steps that you would encourage someone who has resistance coming up to overcome it um, or work through it, dissolve it? You know, I'll tell you a story about a, 
a friend of my husband's. It's actually his best friend. And he, he wanted to support me. So, you know, I love him. He's a great guy. But, and then, so he gets on my calendar for a tarot reading and I was like, what? <laughs> and I saw the, the notification. I was like, no, he's not getting our reading. And so he did. He was like, I want to do this. He was like, so go. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. But he was, he was like, he doesn't, my experience with him before that is that he doesn't believe in like reincarnation or he doesn't believe that someone can connect to beyond the veil and bring forth your loved ones or your angels or whatever he he's not he doesn't believe it Mm -hmm. so I think that was a test for me and I think I felt like I handled it okay because I still gave him I still gave him the reading you know and I we talked about his passed away son and someone else that he knew that passed away and we called upon them and I got messages from, from them for him. And he was okay. Like he was like coming around, you know, he, he received it and he was like, you know what, I'm really going to take this in. He was like, because I told him things that I otherwise wouldn't have known. Mm -hmm. So I think when you do that, and you kind of show people evidence and stuff that you can, you know, then you can really kind of not sway them, but really kind of make them see that, hey, that there, there might be something to this. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's how we have to experience it, especially if yes. we've come from a totally different background or never have been exposed or the things we have been mm-hmm. exposed to. Maybe we're just goofy or maybe we had met a fraud or maybe you know met somebody who just didn't seem right right? yes a fraud that and that's and that has been a lot of people's um apprehension you know that i've encountered some not a lot but i've met some people that i'm like you know this lady she did a reading for me and she didn't tell me anything that you know that isn't already known you know and so a lot of times people feel like you're faking it or Mm -hmm. you're 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 a sham (laughs) right or you're you searched them online and found all this information which I'm sure people do but when it's real yeah I feel like for me at least my experience is when it's real I feel it I can feel Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. my first encounter was about eight or ten years ago so I also published a book and I was I would take it to networking meetings with me and as I would talk to people because the book is perfect for someone who's at a fork in the road and needs more clarity. So we'd be talking and something would come up that seemed like there might be a fork. And I was like, yo, do you want more clarity? Yeah. You know, it was obviously more smooth than what I'm like. I'm totally like making it sound really simple, but (laughs) it was that. And they'd be like, yeah, they give me 20 bucks and I'd sell them the book. So I was like, you know, I had a bag of books and I would sell them in this networking event. So, you know, I am super extroverted and I go around the room and I had already met most of the room and this one girl I met towards the end, she was like, oh my God, I've been wanting to meet you because I've been seeing your face on this book all around the room. And I'm like, who is this girl? I have to meet her. So I'm like, oh, hi, you know, and her name was Emily and I met her and we exchanged business cards because that was like, now I don't feel like the business card thing would really happen as much because everything's digital, right? Like yes. catch up. But anyways, we exchange business cards. I look at our business card and it says intuitive life coach. 
And I'm like, the hell is that? Like, I'm a life coach. The hell's an intuitive life Mm -hmm. coach, you know? And she's like, she Mm -hmm. explained it. I don't remember how she explained it, but she explained it. And I was like, okay. And then she had received some guidance and said some things. I just met this girl and I was like, how do you know that? She's like, that's what I do. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. So then like my interest was peaked and I, you know, I'd always been curious, but I never had like a proof. I never had like an actual example. And then I just kept following her and she just kept blowing my mind. So Mm -hmm. sometimes you're right. Like when it comes to, if we're newer to this work, we need some kind of a piece of proof because if it's too far away, you're like, ah, it's just because of it was on TV. Oh, it's because it was like, even if you gave me a reading right now, let's just, you don't have to do it. But like, even if you gave me a reading right now, if someone was super new to this and they listen, they'd be like, oh, well, they already planned it ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, they already like planted it. Like there would always be something that would yes. come up. And that used to be me. I used to say things like that because I, and I used to get readings from psychics and mediums all the time, but never in my wildest dream did I think I would be sitting on the other side of this table. <laughs> Ever in life did I think that. Mm. That I just, yeah. I just in a joking, in a fun way, I just feel like karma, bitch, you know, like in a good way, like not like, <laughs> not like with like the way that it, it is, come, it's just like, duh, gotcha. It is, <laughs> it is. And that's, they did get me because me and my friends, my, uh, my, one of my best friends who she's totally into it. She's like, remember when we used to go to all those readings? <laughs> right. And I'm like, yes. And she used to like find psychics just she was to- so into it and <laughs> she's like oh my god we have to go to this guy in queens and you know in jackson heights or somewhere unsafe i'm like we're not going there <laughs> and you know <laughs> but it you know that's back when you're 20s and mm-hmm. you do silly things that you shouldn't do right, right? <laughs> but we think about things that like back then it's like wow and now look at like look at us mm-hmm because she has gifts too. Mm. And I was like, do you think that the universe made us best friends so that we could kind of experience this together now in our 40s? Mm. I just got Because we experienced yes. that in our in our 20s. Yes. You know, and now we're in our 40s and we're so, you know what I mean? Now, now we're open. Mm. Those chills were good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do think. <laughs> like yes <laughs> Ooh, those were good that those was were the confirmation intense. those were intense yeah that was the con- that was the confirmation yeah for sure oh my gosh so if someone is really excited and on this path and listening and really loves your vibe loves your story you know wants to continue to have the conversation with you or connect or take the next step where would they go Mm-hmm. Or where would, how would they start? You can go to my website, martinefelton.com. If you're looking for an intuitive life coach, you can be, I'm offering complimentary clarity calls mm. just to see why you think you need a life coach, just to catch a vibe and see if we vibe and see if we even want to, you know, work together. Um, I think that's really important not to just jump into a coaching session immediately and also, I offer readings. Obviously, you can schedule that on my website as well, martinefelton.com. You can also purchase my book there as well. 
Awesome. And so the book name was again? You Love, You Learn. And it's, and it's also on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles too. Perfect. You, you read my mind. I was just going to say that. <laughs> no, awesome. I mean, this has been an absolute pre- pleasure. I, I feel like we've had a really good journey of the heart chakra. We've talked about it and highlighted it yes. and really went deep to really explore, like, how can we step into and embrace our hearts mm-hmm. as who we are as a person and even as who we are meant to become Yeah, and using that heart I to agree. fuel that with everything that we've talked about. I mean, we've covered. Yeah quite a bit. Yeah. I feel at peace. Yes. It was awesome. Yeah. This I feel was good. Peace. All right. Well, definitely we are closing the episode on the heart chakra and stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to go into the throat chakra. All right. See you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the life adventurous podcast. If you love this episode, remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. For course information, freebies, and to stay connected, join our Ohana, that means family, at www.2jhala.com forward slash Ohana. Remember to stay positive, enjoy the journey, and most of all, keep those eyes open for all of the adventures surrounding you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.